Welcome to the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host, Matt, and I am here with G and Nando for this episode of the show. The first two weeks of the season have been a disaster for running backs. We discuss the state of the running back and what you need to do to right the ship early on. Plus, we'll give our starts and sits for week three and a surprising listener league recap. Today is September 19th, 2023, and this is the 112th episode of the show. Jeez, it's a lot of episodes. I think I uh, I missed a couple in between 100 and 112. I think so. A couple. Welcome, everybody, to the show. In case you remember or have listened to our previous episodes, you'll, you'll notice that we're missing a person here. Gav is, uh, I'd say, indisposed right now. He left the country. He's on the run. And, uh, you know... We don't know when he'll be back. We are but... looking for a female to help marry Gav to bring him back to the States. But... <laughs> it's the only way to lure him back. <laughs> he went back to his hometown, remember? Yeah. Basically, he's gone, and there's nothing we can do about it. So we decided to bring Nando in, you know, back from his hiatus. How you doing today, Nando? Pretty good. Pretty excited for this episode. I'm sure yeah. you are. <laughs> Less exciting than... uh. Your Panther season so far, right? I mean, it can't be worse than the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys are technically just worse than us, but yeah, that's not here or there. Imagine being the only zero and two team in your division, but we don't have to talk about that. Yeah, let's do. Let's talk about the Listener League and Nando. I think this is your first time doing the Listener League recap. And I think it's a special occasion, too, so why don't we just get right into it? Yeah, so week two was a very high-scoring game for uh, mostly everybody, apart from two girls, one cup. <laughs> but um, the first matchup, we had uh, Mitty 2 Liddy go up against Team FFS Sportsman. And uh, Team Mitty won 145-124. to 124. So that was uh, not a close game. Not at all. I mean, Nick Chubb was out, and uh, honestly, like, honestly, Mitty just did really well. He had 145 points, so it's not like he can really do worse than that. I, I really can't tell other than Nick Chubb. That's really it. Yeah, he had CD as well, Mitty, so that kind of put him over the top. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, though, as starter. Ooh. And then uh, the next matchup we had was... Uh... Hugh Jass, cock, versus uh, two girls, one cup. And uh, Hugh Jass came up with the win, 111 to 90. But I do think that two girls, one cup got a little unlucky with uh, Anthony Richardson being out for uh, most of Jamal the game. Williams. And then uh, Jamal Williams with that injury last night. And they already has Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup on the bench hurt. And Brees Hall had yeah. less than a point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by very, the way, if you, if you didn't know, yes, huge ass cock is uh ugly kid, aka McYoungboy, aka uh I don't know anymore. But <laughs> many names, man of many names. Oh that's Congrats. that's him? That's young boy? Yeah, that's McYoungboy. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah, and he's also two and oh now, so impressive regular season once again for him. One a hundred and eleven points won him that game. Great. It's crazy because he wouldn't have beat anybody else. No, he wouldn't have. That's just <laughs> unf- that's that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. <laughs> he just he had a luckier, a lucky game. That's all. <laughs> and then uh, we had a uh, Yakuza Tribe versus uh, Team Goat Rush, and Team Goat Rush came out victorious. 131 to 124, which puts them at another 2 and 0 in our league. Newcomer showing out. Goat Rush is killing it so far. Even though Lockett for uh, Bryant, who is Yakuza Tribe, had 25 points. He also had Moody with 14 points. But uh, I mean, really, there was Goat Rush just did everything right. Every single person, I think, other than Javante, scored double digits. So again, this was a close game, though. Seven point game. 
It's a shame. And Goat Rush left Pukanuka on the bench. <laughs> I would have done the yeah. same, though. Don't worry. Yeah, Jamar Chase kind of uh, screwed over uh, Rick Hughes' team. B yep. Chang's, a.k.a. B Chang. Bryant, yep. Jamar Chase, yep. Not looking good so far on that return. CMC was the right pick, and I'm glad that I, uh, I told everybody to choose CMC. I'm sure you did, Nando. I'm sure you did. And uh, the next game was, uh, honestly, I would say is another rival game of this uh, league. We had a Young Men Club, a.k.a. Matt, our host, and uh, Gav, Chimp Hunter 1, going at it. But unfortunately, Matt lost 130 to 162, and Gav got all the bragging rights for this week. And honestly, yeah. his team, his team just kind of went off. Mike Evans shouldn't be putting up 29 points at 30 years old. Buccaneers defense with 18. Hey, come on, do this. Do you know, do you know what's the <laughs> worst part about that? It's because I have Justin Fields, and I watched him basically just kill my fantasy game because he threw two picks in like what, like a minute apart, and I was like, oh, that's it. I mean. He got the pick six. He gave up six sacks, and I do say give up because he was the one who basically caused his own sacks. You, you had a. I mean, you also Ireland started. You also started P Ryan. Yeah, I mean P Ryan. It was already over for me at that point, but I could have. I honestly could have done better with my bench. I had Nico Collins and Kyron Williams who combined for like fifty-five points, and I left them on the bench because I really didn't think. I didn't think. Okay. Be honest, no one thought Nico was going to go off like that. And Kyron was against my Niners, so I didn't really feel like he was going to go off. Yeah, but I could have probably won this if I was a savant, but I'm not. And Gav won. Good job, Gav. Too bad you're not you on can't, here. can't be out here losing to Gav, bro. No, I can't. <laughs> Too bad he's 2-0 oh now. Yeah. And uh, last but not least... Oh, the wait, most wait, wait. anticipated No, 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 no. What? You forgot one. Who did I forget? Oh, don't oh, do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> the Mr. The, the Irrelevant Game. We had uh, Burrow My Balls in You, a.k.a. G, against Ice Spice Wallow, G. Dot, and uh, G1, 188 to 152. Which is, you know, just a lucky... Lucky Luck. week for for G, twenty one one eighty eight. Come on, Rashad White with twenty one points. It's not happening every week. George Pickens with twenty two, T Higgins with twenty eight, T J Hawkinson with twenty five, Steelers defense with twenty nine. That's Come ridiculous. On, bro. What the hell? And happened? I had Brian Robinson on the bench at twenty eight, and Kirk Cousins on the bench at twenty eight, who could have put me over two hundred if I had started either. I think um, I cracked the cracked the system. That's pretty crazy. Gee, what? Who? Who knows? Like now, you have a lineup without three tight ends. Who knows what the possibilities are? Who knows? Maybe I'm, you know, just waiting for the right time. Maybe the three tight will strike again. Yeah, go guess, ahead, do I that. T. Higgins came back from uh, the dead this week. Yeah, two touchdowns saved his ass from fucking getting traded away. <laughs> Most points of the season. One score to beat, 188. Don't worry, I got you. Next game, Justin Fields is going off. I believe. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, as I said, the most anticipated game I feel like uh, every year in this league. We had my team, Lily's fantastic team, versus Dylan's. I love Bixby. And as many of you weren't surprised, I'm sure, I ended up winning 160 to 124. But I mean, it doesn't come as a shocker. You know, I feel like I had the better draft overall. Uh, my mindset had been, you know, wiped out of previous years, and I just came into this uh, this season a whole new man, you know? So, I, like, I was not going to lose. Not, there was no chance... Whoever bet against me, you know, I'm glad you <laughs> lost. But and there's a new champ in town, you know. The next is going to be the whole league. 
Wow. I mean, 9-0. and Dylan was like 9-0 and or something against you. you. You finally stopped it. You beat him. First of all, congrats. I, I'm sure the monkey's been lifted off your shoulders now, right? You feel like you can do everything. I don't think you're going to win the league, but, I mean, it's this is nice. This is really nice of you, Nando. Yeah, I mean, everybody said I would never be Dylan, and I did it, so, I mean, <laughs> you're just adding a... Well, we still gotta, we gotta, we gotta do, we gotta do a recount, I think, personally, but it was looking, it was looking bad for you at the beginning, though, because Thursday Night Football, he had Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith, you had AJ Brown, and I want to say Madison, and then I think you had like 10 points to his like 50, so it was not looking good at all for you. How does Um, it feel, though, just to like have overcome the biggest obstacle in your life? You know, it feels good. You know, every time like that a, I lost to Dylan, like a it was now? just some. Yeah, you know, every time I lost to Dylan, it was just some, you know, BS like a random ass, like off the practice squad player that he had would drop thirty on me every single time. Yeah, but uh, he didn't. He didn't get lucky this time. Unfortunately, well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count your blessings too quickly because I know you do have another matchup with him later on, so. You better keep that same energy. I mean, this is a rivalry. It's never going to go away. Damn. Yeah, well. And the next game, he's going to be at home. Yeah, <laughs> I won this one away, so it's a, it's a sweet victory. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, it's been a good lead, though. I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. I don't think... Uh... I don't think this has been as spicy as uh, years previous, but I feel like it's getting there, though. I mean, it's only been two weeks. And plus, by the way, FF Sportsman, get on your account. Start changing your league lineup. We know you're not you're not active right now. We want you active. Hey, but he, he put up 124. Yeah, dude, but he doesn't have Chubb anymore. It's <laughs> probably crying right now. Yeah, get on your shit. You gotta give some. You gotta give all the chub owners some time. They missed the yeah. old chubs. <laughs> well, I think that was our listener leak recap. And you know, speaking of Nick Chubb, I mean, ridiculously unfortunate. Honestly, the entire league in general was kind of disappointing this uh, week because a lot of players got hurt, especially running backs. And as you know, running backs are probably the second most or first, uh, depending on your point of view. They're really essential to your fantasy football lineup. And right now, as far as I can recall, this is one of the worst, most running back deficient years that we've seen in just like two weeks. Like J.K. Dobbins is already out. Austin Eckler is hurt. Barkley's hurt. Nick Chubb is probably out for the season. Aaron Jones hurt. Montgomery hurt. Jamal Williams is hurt. Jonathan Taylor is still out for I think two more weeks so you know and I'm not even going to name all the struggling running backs that we already have like Jacobs or Najee right we'll get to that later but it's a really tough time to kind of be a league manager with one of these players and there's not a lot of solutions right now on that you can do because you probably have at least one or two of them I personally have Nick Chubb and Najee Harris in one league I'm already writing my fucking will, so it's already over for me. That's unfortunate. But, That's insane too. Yeah, I mean, one is just one's hurt, one's really bad. I mean, it's just the draw. But we're not here to cry. We're not here to just whine about being 0 and 2. We wouldn't make a podcast if we felt like we didn't have the solutions. So, what is the game plan at this point? I know it's probably going to have to be the waiver wire. So. Like, what are you definitely planning to do? Yeah. So, for me, um, I'm looking at these players and seeing where the opportunity is. So, what situation <clears throat> either has a chance where the running back's going to get a lot of touches. Um, I'll give you a good example of that. When Nick Chubb went out, you see Jerome Ford go in, who replaced a lot of his production. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying he's Nick Chubb, but he played pretty fucking good yesterday. So, you kind of saw that, you know, they're not going to, not go to the running back as much as they do just because Nick Chubb got hurt. So there's opportunity there for Jerome Ford. That's that's a waiver wire player. Or if you see that Cam Akers is out and 
Kyron Kyron Williams is named. That's like another waiver wire running back. Um, if Zach Moss is still out there for you, uh, Jonathan Taylor still out. He's been very very viable. Um, you're gonna have to look deep, you know, and you know, kind of understand what the, what's going on in these teams. And you know, players like when David Montgomery get hurt, you can't just go pick up Jameer Gibbs, right? So it's not that simple. So you got to look at where the opportunity is for what player, and then target them and go from there. Yeah, and on that like question of kind of targeting, like I know right now waivers are probably gonna process. I don't know, you know, if you're gonna be able to listen to this before waivers process. But, you know, obviously we all think that probably Jerome Ford, who's the main backup for Nick Chubb, is probably going to go like that in terms of waivers right now. I think everyone's basically gearing up to get him. And again, it's not even like, okay, if you're in a fab league, like where you have to pay fantasy dollars and to bid on these guys in waivers, like you're not only just like, I'm a Nick Chubb owner, I'm trying to get Ford, right? But you're going up against the Barkley owners, the Eckler owners, even though, you know, they're spoiled and only have a couple weeks out for their running backs as opposed to you're maybe injured for the whole season. Everyone's going to go for the same guys. So you have to be smart about it. If you don't have waiver priority one, you might as well expect to not get Jerome Ford or maybe Kyron Williams if he's still available. So who's like your very like, you know, just deep dive, someone that you think may even be there at midnight. And when you're listening to this tomorrow morning and you're just like, oh, you know what? He's still here, available. Let me just get him. Personally, the one I'm looking at is Ty Chandler. I like him out of uh, Minnesota. Madison was just not good. And I don't see why you wouldn't want to move on. You're not obligated to Madison in any way. Um, and if there's usually a younger you know, feed available, that's usually the best way to go in terms of running back, too. And Ty Chandler is a little bit younger than Madison. And I don't know, I watched that Thursday night game. Madison was just so unimpressive to me, you know, and the Vikings have not had this issue at running back before with Dalvin Cook. And then, and so I feel like there's, you know, there's the hole, there's an empty gap. Anybody can fill in and it's an offense that you want a part of. You're going to get offensive touches in terms of catches, game runs. You're going to get a lot of red zone work to put up a lot of points. It's everything you want from your running back, right? So someone's got to fill that role and be effective. And I think it's going to be Ty Chandler. Um, I really like that. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say I'm like familiar with too much of this game and how it's going to translate to Vikings, but in terms of just there needs to be someone else that in that Minnesota backfield that has to step up. I like Ty Chandler to be the one. Uh, Nando, any thoughts? Um, well, I feel like in most leagues, you know, it kind of sucks if you have, you know, Nick Chubb and all these injured uh, players because – at this point, everybody's going to try to go for um, the new starters, you know, so it's a little harder. And uh, I know in most of my leagues, like, uh, like all the Ravens running backs, they're all taken. Uh, most of all, like um, Kyron, he's was taken last week as well. You know, Jerome Ford is still there. I don't really like most of these other um, running backs, but if I had to choose one, I think it might I'd go with two. If Kendra Miller's still there, um, I would really like him. You know, even with Kamara coming back, I still think, you know, the Saints, they run a committee. So depending on how long, you know, uh, Williams is out for, I feel like he might step up uh, to fill that, you know, second running back role. And also uh, Latavius Murray. We saw that uh, he took a... not a lot of rush attempts from, uh, what's his name? James Cook. James Cook. But he did steal, you know, a touchdown from him. So I don't know. We might be able to see more of that down the road. I think Latavius Murray's a good, uh, like, red zone running back. But um, mm-hmm. besides that, you know, it's um, there's not a lot of depth out there, you know, to where you can get a RB1. So... What I had to do for most of my leagues is I had to just go running back heavy. I mean, a wide receiver heavy. You know, in most of my flex positions, I just had to start wide receivers now. And, you know, some of in my leagues, in one of my leagues, I'm starting Justice Hill because Saquon got hurt. So I was glad that I picked him up 
last week, but you know it's not what you uh, you would hope for to see in your lineup. And I think the advantage, though, with all of these running backs getting hurt is that, I mean, obviously not a good thing. I'm not trying to say that. But if everyone's hurt, then everyone is hurting, right? So then every owner is trying to look for a solution. But that means every owner doesn't have a running back, right? So I think I think in uh, I'm facing Mitty next week, week three. And I think uh, looking ahead, he has Saquon, so he's going to be out. So that means, like, you know, I might have lost my guy, but, you know, he's lost his guy too. And right now it's just a fight to put up as many points as you possibly can in the running back spot. Like, for everybody who did zero running back, good job. You predicted the future. But, you know, they know what it's like to kind of already adjust to having no running backs. And I think in terms of uh, waiver wires and stuff like that, don't be afraid to... Just pick the guy. Don't pick the guy always. What I used to do back then was I always tried to pick the guy with the best overall outlook for the rest of the season because, you know, you don't want just a stopgap guy. You want just the guy who's probably going to be there for the rest of the season putting up, like, consistent points. But don't underestimate how much one week could mean, right? I know your season isn't over after week one or week two, but if you win one of these weeks that could be the difference between making the playoffs or not. So if you have to, you know, like, you know, Joshua Kelly, right? He's probably going to be the solution for maybe two games or more when uh, Austin Eckler is hurt for a little bit. Kendra Miller, like you said, Nando, he's probably only going to be there for like one game, right? But that one game could make that difference. So it just like, don't be afraid to get the guy with, you know, the most potential for one week or whatever, because maybe, you know, the circumstances change and maybe they're going to be there for even longer. I remember a couple of years ago, I think Mike Davis from the Panthers, he was supposed to be McCaffrey's uh, replacement for a couple of weeks. And then I think it became the rest of the season, basically. Uh, like, I don't think he ever came back. So then Mike Davis was really, really good. And I remember I didn't pick him up because I thought, you know, he's only going to be effective for three weeks. But when you're hurting at running back, you just got to get whatever you get. Like, just get anyone right now. Yeah, like a Zach Moss. You don't know if Jonathan Taylor's coming back and playing. We don't know what the situation with that still is. What if he gets traded away? So Zach Moss is a full-time season or running back. You know, even though he's off the pup in two weeks, it's a different situation. But if you're someone that's like that owns Chubb, he's not coming back this season, right? So you need a permanent solution. So maybe if you're playing at the league with Fab, I would spend more Fab on a Kyron Williams, Jerome Ford, because they're probably going to be the rest of the running back, the, you know, the majority of the way, unless they get hurt. You know, hopefully it doesn't happen, but, you know, you have to assume that they're going to be the ones going forward as the lead back, right? So it does depend on your situation, too. I would take a look at which running back you have, right? Eckler's coming back in a couple of weeks. Maybe you can use a stopgap. Or if you're like a Chubb owner or anybody else, then you're looking for a long-term running back. You know, maybe you went zero RB. Then look at the guys like Kyron, Jerome, the guys that might have more potential later down the road too. So, you know, play play it by ear. You know, play by your situation as well because that's always important. You don't want to discredit what you have going on. Yeah. Now I'll bring up two names because I didn't bring up any names before. Uh, Eli Mitchell, I think the Niners are going to actually start using CMC a lot less than they have because they used him for 100% of the snaps. I don't think that's going to be viable. They're going to want to rest him. I don't think Eli is going to get a lot more carries. I think he's going to maybe get maybe four or five points because I don't think he's going to be a PPR option. But it's something to consider. Should, God forbid, Christian McCaffrey get hurt, you might want to pick up a handcuff just in case. You know, if you can't get one of the main guys on waivers right now, like a Jerome Ford, Zach Moss, Kyron Williams, maybe just pick up a handcuff right now because, you know, look at the rate of like the injuries right now. You might want to be a week early before being a week late. So that's always someone to consider. Kareem Hunt, I think, also should be making waves again because if all these injuries are happening, he's got to be signed at a certain point. Like, you got. You have to believe that you know he'll be back. Well, he visited with Cleveland today, so maybe exactly go back to the hometown. Yeah, and then all the Jerome Ford owners will uh, be terrible, and then you get to pick up. Yeah, Kareem the guy that just spent at, like fifty-five dollars of Fab out in Jerome Ford just for Cream Hunt. By the way, yeah, fifty. 
I I do have a question for you guys. If you had a hundred dollar budget, how much are you spending on uh, Jerome Ford? Thirty-five, forty. You're not getting a lot. I don't think you're gonna get a running back with this much potential mm-hmm. ever on a waiver wire, unless another major running back gets hurt. And if someone outbids you, then you'll have money for the next major running back injury. You know, if it happens, hopefully no doesn't. But shit, the way this is going, bro. Yeah, I'd say around thirty dollars. I think you're you're good. And then, depending on how desperate everyone else is, you might want to up that up. Just always base it off how everyone else is doing. I'm 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 in a I'm in one of those leagues, and um, obviously I wasn't gonna put a a bid on him just because I know um, he's really wanted, and I spend most of my money on uh, uh, Puka. I think I got Puka for like twenty six dollars. It's not bad. But word, word around word around our league is that somebody had put a seventy six dollar bill uh dollar bid on a uh, Ford. Holy shit! That's too much. Which is pretty. It's you don't insane. get to see other people's bids, right? From my understanding. No. So one of my friends, he he basically asked me. He was like, "Oh, are you gonna put a bid?" And I told him no. Damn. Um, because I think I only have like. 40 something dollars left and then he uh he said he was asking around just because he was curious and one of them told him that he was gonna put 76 and then i think the second highest was 65 whoa okay Jesus that's ridiculous <laughs> it's literally so, ridiculous yeah. like if he sounds cream right and loses half of his production you're fucked what if you they just said 76 because i was like okay maybe the guys are saying 76 so no one would bid but like but now someone else is doing 65 as well. That's kind of uh, crazy. So, yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know, know man. That. I don't know about that. The craziest thing would be, like, if they actually, like, you know, get him for 76 and then he ends up getting hurt. Like, that'd be crazy. Too. Well, that's just the, that's the break. Let's not hope that happens. Yeah. All right. I do want to, I do like want to <laughs> ask you guys, though, because we've covered one part of the running back situation which is replace the injured guys but what's the other part is that what are we, would you play some of these guys over the guys who are healthy perfectly healthy but just not performing up to expectations so i'm just going to play a little bit of a game here just respond as fast as you can you don't have to explain it, it doesn't have to matter just your best impulse right now would you start kyron williams over josh jacobs yes yes Brees hall Yes. Yes, easily. Damian Pierce. Yes. Yes. Najee or Madison? Mm. Najee, absolutely. But Madison, it, it's like a toss-up. Depends on matchup, obviously, too, but I, I have no problem starting Kyron over any of these guys. Wow. All depending <laughs> on matchup as well, though. Okay, what about Zach Moss? against any of these guys? I would start Zach Moss over Alexander Madison and Brees and Dalvin. I started Zach, like literally in my dynasty, Zach Moss was available and it was Saturday night and I was like, fuck bro, am I going to start Dalvin? And I saw Zach Moss was available and I picked him up, started him, chef's kisses. <laughs> my highest scoring player. <laughs> you knew. You somehow knew. Yeah. I don't even know how Zach Moss became good all of a sudden. I remember him being terrible back in Buffalo. But I mean, I like Buffalo, Buffalo never just doesn't has a... Run yeah, they don't know how to run the ball. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay, how about Jerome Ford? Jerome Ford versus Josh Jacobs. That's... A, that's. I'm taking Ford over yeah. everybody. Really? Yeah, I mean, I give them this week. If they don't sign Kareem Hunt and they go into next week, um, I don't know who they're playing, whoever they're playing, and they got Jerome Ford and... Pierre Strong, I think, is the other guy, right? Yeah. So yeah. you got those two guys that your running backs. I'm taking them over Josh Jacobs that's going against the Steelers' defense or Damian Pierce who is just going against the the Ravens' defense and, you know, all those bad matchups. So, But, okay, but Ford's going up against the Titans. Yeah. I mean, the Browns are different, though. Their run game is actually, like, good regardless of who's running back. I mean, that was evident yesterday. And I have proof yeah. to like. There's like proof to like 
my like reasoning you know i don't get to feel like i'm going out on a limb or anything i feel like i'm just you know watching what's happening and just playing it by your eye test i feel like jacob still has the best chance of succeeding out of all these guys Najee maybe but like yeah Najee's got the raiders and the texans back-to-back weeks now so you'll know if you have anything in Najee. and if you're one of the doubters of Najee. I'm going to say you can't trade him right now, right? You cut him, but that's not going to get you any value. So what are you going to do, right? You let him play these next two weeks, and if he plays half decently, you trade him, right? Someone like me, if I you still believe in Najee, I'm obviously a biased Steeler fan, but this is the weeks where you can buy low. You got the Raiders, you got the Texans, so that should be good, get right weeks. Okay, but key, what about Jalen Warren? Word. Wait, wait, hold on, Keyword that uh, G just said, he's a Steelers fan, so don't listen to him, basically, is what he's trying to say. Awesome. Maybe. Fair. Because did you not, oh, I forgot, I forgot where I saw the clip of, like, Najee, uh, he was running the ball, it was yesterday, it was a play, and I swear to God, I thought, like, the video was in slow motion, but then every <laughs> other player was running, like, fast as hell, and I was like, how is he so slow? You gotta see the hits this man takes. He takes like four hits in the backfield every time he runs the ball, and then people blame him. It's like, bro, what is he supposed to do? Block for himself? I think honestly, he needs to run outside a little bit more. I, I every time I see him, it's run up the middle, run up the middle, and it's like negative two yards. The only three runs I've seen this entire season, yes, the entire season basically where he's looked good, have all been runs to the outside where he finally found a way to bounce outside rumble for a couple more yards and you know but they were all basically broken plays so i don't know i don't know if you know they want like if he's good or not and you know jalen warren you also have to consider him now like he could also be out there in the waivers maybe you should consider him like how i would you you wouldn't i would consider him okay would you start him all over any of these guys though I would start him over. I'm super, super low on Alexander Madison. I would think about starting him over Alexander Madison. Man, I can't. I can't do that. Madison, I don't believe in, but I don't think I could put Jalen Warren in because of the not opportunities. Maybe, I just don't feel like it's there. Yeah, not maybe right away, but I would, you know, pick him up. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be opposed to it, you know, like I'm not like totally against it, but. Give like a week or two more, bro. I would probably be like making it happen. Nando, you starting Jalen Warren over any of these guys? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't start any Steelers players anymore. To be honest, I think I've been let down. You don't have George Pickens many times. I dude, I had him last year and he was ass. Deontay Johnson as well. He would give me like ten points and then he would give me like three points for like the next three weeks. I like Najee since his rookie season, and I've been drafting him ever since, thinking he would recreate that, but he just doesn't. But honestly, I feel like if you're debating, you know, starting any of these players, we just, you know, we just got to pray that our, the rest of our team just, like, does great. Because realistically, you know, some of these uh, running backs, you know, they'll give us, like, 8 to 11 points on a weekly basis but like those big boom games they're gonna be so low for some of them except for like jerome ford i I think he's the best running back out of all the ones we've listed maybe josh jacobs i like josh jacobs still but we'll see how he does this week i think last week was just uh first of all gav cursed him which is great (laughs) but like it was a really tough Buffalo defense. Like I, I, I still think that Josh can do it. I honestly think he can do it against the Steelers. Like, I think he has a chance. You guys all forget. I mean, I don't know why, but like, don't you guys remember James the Flames RB one season? Don't you think he can sign anywhere? Like, I think he can make a comeback now. I'm pretty he sure. He had one season, didn't he? A great season. RB1 season. What team is he even on now? He's a free agent. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Let's move on. Brown. Future Brown. Future Lord. Oh, oh, that's so disgusting. You never stop believing. Never stop believing. All right. That's called delusion. 
<laughs> it's not delusion. It's faith. That's, that's psychopathic behaviors. That's psychopathic behavior. That's what I call it. Okay. Speaking of psychopathic behavior, if you didn't listen to our starts and sits last week, you were crazy because we did very well. We even predicted, Gab predicted that Josh Jacobs would be sad against the Bills and we got a Raiders fan all up in our fucking Twitter. You know, he was saying, this is terrible advice. Yeah, I was like, okay, dude. Like, not like you're biased, but, you know, he completely, I think he had like negative two yards at the end of the day. So, uh, you know, your apology needs to be as loud as the disrespect was. That's all I'm saying. So, we're going to do our starts and sits, obviously. Gav's not here, so Nando's going to fill in for him. I'm going to go first. My start of the week for quarterback is Kirk Cousins versus the LA Chargers. Uh, I know I just said to sit him last week versus the Eagles, but this is different. Uh, Obviously, first of all, he's playing in the afternoon, which means he's right back in his wheelhouse. He knows exactly what he needs to do. Like Kirk Cousins, if he was able to do well in primetime last week, then you know something's different this year. And even though he's 0-2 and that's not great, I think that, you know, the LA Chargers are a mess this year. I already told you, I saw this coming. Brandon Saley doesn't know what he's doing. This is going to be a really weird game. I feel like the Vikings and the Chargers both bring some very chaotic energy. Like, it's just, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be fun. A mess is the best way to put it. Exactly. And everyone has weapons here. You have the Chargers on their side with their three wide receivers. And uh, no Austin Eckler, of course, but Justin Herbert. But then you have Kirk Cousins with Addison and Hawkinson and Jefferson, right? So I think that this is going to be a shootout. Nobody has any defense. I think Kirk's going to have a really good time. So you can start him comfortably. That's a that's one opinion, man. <laughs> you go hating on him last week, and now all of a sudden, Kirk's like my like he's like my start and sit god, like. I either love him or I hate him, and I always have to mention it. Like he, he just constantly straddles that line. Fair, fair. We all have those players. <laughs> Why don't you go, Nando? Okay, so I also have Kirk Cousins, uh, but as Matt explained, um, I'll give my second start of the week, and uh, I think uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, has a good matchup against uh, the Texans. You know, last week, they gave up two rushing touchdowns to Anthony Richardson before you know the outcome, you know concussion. But even Gardner Mission came in and he was, you know, he had a great game. I think he had a touchdown. He almost had a uh, two hundred yards. So I mean, I feel like Trevor Lawrence is way better than you know Minshew. So I feel like he'll light up uh, the Houston defense. I very much need him to do that because he had literally no touchdowns last week. I don't know what happened. Yeah, shit the bed last week. Back to back games against the Chiefs, they're not look so good. <laughs> well, offensively. No. That's a fair. Um I don't have a quarterback start, but I'll start us off with our running backs. Uh I have someone that's you know, probably not the most appealing name. Uh Miles Sanders against Seattle it's it's ugly. I know everybody just looks at Miles Sanders and just gets like the, uh, you know? <laughs> so it's not the appealing matchup, but it's a great matchup against Seattle. You have a bad run defense. You have a team that willing to give him Sanders touches. He's getting 14 to 14 plus touches every game. That's consistent volume. You have a team that now, you know, I don't know if you guys watched that Monday night game, which is kind of hard to watch, but their pass game doesn't look very effective at all. So they need to run the ball more, if you ask me. So Miles Sanders should get a lot of touches. Should be a little bit more effective against Seattle in comparison to, you know, the last couple matchups, the Saints, which is not, you know, nothing to snooze at in terms of defense. The Falcons defense, which is probably better than Seattle. So, you know, I think he'll have a good, good matchup. And, you know, you probably won't be able to start him any other weeks, so get a true usage out of him while you can, right? Wow. Even in a running back depleted wasteland, you barely want to start Miles Sanders. Right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so uh, again, my uh, start for running back is another Jaguar in uh, Travis Etienne. 
I just don't think the Houston defense has a very good run defense. Um, they gave up, what was it, two, three rushing touchdowns basically last week to the Anthony Richardson one. Zach Moss, Zach Moss had like 88 yards. And they gave Anthony Richardson like 35 yards. And, you know, I feel like ETN had a bad game last week. Um, but, you know, he still had, what, like over 10 rushing attempts. And I feel like last week was just a very – I feel like that Jacksonville and Chiefs game was just a very weird game. Like, I, I feel like most of us thought it would, it would be like a shootout, but it really wasn't. It's like 120 like for, degrees out there. Yeah, so I, I feel yeah. like for for the game against Houston, I feel like the the Jaguars will run the ball a bit more. They'll probably get ETN closer to 20 rush attempts, like uh, like they did in Week One. You know, he had 18. Um, but I just love this matchup. Um, I don't fancy the Houston defense at all. I feel like they're one of the worst teams in the league. Apart from the Steelers, so. But what like was the need for that? You're a fucking Panthers fan. <laughs> I feel like ETN is just fucking eat this suck. Week. I take Miles Sanders back. The Panthers are getting shit at that. <laughs> Lovely. Wish I could. Wish I could understand sucking. Well, I'm gonna go with Kyron Williams. <laughs> Damn, you caught it. Um, I'm going to go with Kyron Williams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Kyron's been going off recently, and I'll admit it, guys, I'm already wrong about my Cam Akers pick from the offseason. My bad. I hope you were able to get Kyron Williams because he's been really been kind of the Rams running back that Sean McVay apparently dreams of, not Scam Akers. He's apparently like, I don't know what happened. Maybe this is turning into a little bit of a rant about Cam Akers because I was so wrong. But Kyron Williams looks really fast compared to him. He looks very electric. He can catch out of the backfield. He is a lot lighter and quicker than him. And I think versus Cincinnati, who is allowing a lot of yards right now in terms of rushing. One was against Chubb and the Browns, which is understandable in bad weather. And then one was against the Ravens. But I just don't feel like the Bengals are really in sync yet. And even so, right now, like... I think Kyron is doing a really good job on both and like both as a rusher and a receiver. Stafford kind of trusts him um, to get a couple passes as well. Um, he got a, a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown last week. He did have one catch that uh, he went in the air and then it became a pick. But I don't think you know Stafford's not gonna have. He can't hold that against him. He doesn't have Cooper Cup. He's gonna have to go to Kyron. He's gonna have to go to Puka. And I think he's gonna have a good game, again. Yeah, he plays. He's playing just insane. For like, this is whatever what we thought every Rams running back is gonna be from Cam Dale Henderson, uh, the end of Todd Gurley. I feel <laughs> like I'm forgetting someone as well. Uh, Sonny Michelle, all these guys. You know that we thought though, damn, maybe they could do something for LA and never amounted to anything. And now. There's Kyron Williams. I don't know where. You know what pisses me off? Every year in the listener league, I always get the same two running backs. And it's the Denver running back and it's the Rams running back. I've had Daryl Henderson. I had Melvin Gordon. I had fucking Javante. I had Sony Michelle. Literally, like, I've had every single Ram and Denver running back. And I still haven't gotten any of my rewards back. So this better be the year. I have Kyron now. Let's see what happens. But good for you last week. It's not his fault you lost, right? No, I didn't start him. I'm starting him this oh. week. Nice, nice, nice. So, hey, you get to start him in your early life, and you got a message to start right now. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to talk about my guy again here for the start for wide receiver. It's going to be Georgie Pickens. I mean, hey, I hope you were starting him last or just yesterday because he could have won you a week. And he definitely won me a couple weeks there with that performance he had Monday Night Football. And I only think it's going to get better you got an easier matchup in uh raiders in comparison to cleveland worse corners worse everything should be just a more effective game where you kind of you know have some timing hopefully and get somewhere with the offense not look like dog shit but even with all that he still dropped 20 plus so i think this week you'll probably see somewhere with like six seven catches at least i'm expecting 
maybe not at like uh, the big flash plays, but you know that's what he's good for. So you know you're gonna get a hint of that in there as well. It's gonna be a good week against the Raiders, and last year against the Raiders he had his best one of the best games where he caught the game winning touchdown as well. So do it again. No bias there. No, no. I mean, come on, guys. Let's be real. Like you went off last week, so he had that one seventy yard touchdown. He had three other catches were all like twenty yards plus too. Damn, I missed them. Did, did he catch a game winning uh, touchdown last week too? No, no, no. He only had one touchdown. Uh, that was the... Wasn't that uh, like the only touchdown you guys scored on, not like offense? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. And when I say possibly, I mean you're hundred percent right, and I just don't want to admit it. Okay, man. All right, Nando. So uh, for my wide receiver start, I feel like uh, Matt already touched up on it a little bit with the Vikings Chargers game. I feel like that game's gonna be a shootout as well. So I, I say you start Addison. You know, even though he's wide receiver two, you know I don't, I don't think he'll uh, get more receptions than Justin Jefferson, but he'll definitely have a big game. Um, just because I feel like it's gonna be a high scoring game. I feel like it'll be like. Each team will score more than 35, to be honest. Wow. Um, I know both Herbert and uh, their cousins left to go deep, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Addison catches a 70-yard 70 yard, 70 yard, uh, touchdown in one play. Again? Didn't he do that yeah. last week? I mean, he's just him. Chargers defense sucks, so. I told you. I told you. Can't wait for him <laughs> to get fired. <laughs> he's on the verge right now he's doing everything right in terms of getting fired yeah we always get a coach getting fired right so i knew we manifested that i'm I'm just gonna say uh and i'm gonna manifest evan ingram versus the houston texans as my tight end start of the week houston's not good as nando has pointed out we have three jaguars now on the start uh list so hopefully if <laughs> if the if the whole Jaguars offense basically doesn't show up again, that's basically all our starts. So that's not great. But I think Evan Ingram is doing really well. I think he is finally gonna prove that he is worth that contract from the Jaguars. And Houston is terrible right now. I think they're giving up like maybe second to last or last to tight ends. And that was against the Ravens, who were without Mark Andrews already, and uh, the Colts, basically, who I can't really name. I think they have like five tight ends, basically, who are the same person. So I really don't know, you know, who they are. You know Evan Ingram. You probably drafted him maybe in like the ninth, tenth round. You're waiting for that boom game. I think you're going to get it. I think he sees the end zone at least once for one of Trevor Lawrence's touchdowns. It has to be, right? Like, can't perform against Houston then we got issues. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I thought about going there as well, uh, you know, as a Trevor Lawrence truther, but I am a Kyle Pitts truther as well, so we're doubling down Ooh. after the failure last week of pick Kyle Pitts to have a good game. Um, we're going to double down. We've got the worst tight end defense in the league, basically, in Detroit. And, bro, that's this is a generational talent, I was told, at the tight end position. So... Please do something. <laughs> I have him in like four leagues. The man doesn't do anything. This is That's not all. inspiring a lot of confidence here. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you know, I'm trying to, you know, be positive, but it's hard. I'll watch him play all the time, and he just sucks. I honestly don't think it's his fault. It's really. It's like, not. You it's saw Desmond not, Ritter. Yeah. He's not good. Like. I hate to say it, but I think Arthur Smith's right. You don't play. You don't throw. <laughs> Just don't throw the ball. Okay. Now let's move on to our sits. All right. So I got for my quarterback sit, people are going to hate this because you are sitting Jordan Love against the Saints. Yes, I hate Love for this week. New Orleans has only allowed one touchdown in the last two games. And, you know, Grant, they were not the greatest quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Bryce Young, right? And I think Bryce Young got that garbage time touchdown. 
very end of the game. So really doesn't count. Jordan Love's been killing it so far. You probably got him off waivers, and you know he's a good pickup. But I don't think the matchup is conducive to a good game. I just don't like the matchup here, and I think you could probably pivot because he's probably a waiver wire quarterback. I think you could pivot to the guy who you probably drafted, unless it was Aaron Rodgers, right? So then you could go with Kirk Cousins. You can go with Trevor Lawrence. Like you can go with these guys, uh, and avoid the love this week. I like what you did there. <laughs> we never loved love. We've never loved anything, but yes, we don't love love. We love to hate. We love to hate. Especially Gaff. <laughs> you're not you're not so, you're so far off yourself there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some truth to my talking, you know? Gav just says a bunch of nonsense. Okay, why don't you but, tell uh, us then your, my, your, your logical sit then. My sit, it shouldn't come to a surprise any, to anybody, honestly. Justin Fields, he's terrible. I drafted him. I was so high on him, you know, because of his running ability. But after watching last week's game, he was just so bad. He had like four turnovers just himself. Like, I, I don't see anybody. I don't. I can't see how anybody would start him after that game. And now he's going up against uh, Kansas City, which, I mean, they're all right. You know, they started off the season a little rocky, but still, like, I just don't. I lost my trust in, in Justin Fields. And if it wasn't for his rushing touchdown, he would have had, like, 10 points last week. <sighs> Very sad. And days. I don't even he, – he hasn't even gone over, like, 250 yards a game in the well, air. Well, you know that. I mean, you knew that coming in. Right, I don't think Justin Fields has ever thrown. It was literally just a running. Like I, I did not care if he was gonna like go get two fifty. I didn't think he was, but yeah, you want to see more run. running. Yeah, you want to see more running. Run. Yeah, yeah he but has he's to fucking running. run. So and the, he can't and the dude that and fucking throw. incel old ass coach out of there and fucking <laughs> get someone that's young and knows how to call an offense. Incel, damn. <laughs> Have you ever seen him, bro? He just looks like a little slime. Man. Mad I think we're getting a little personal. <laughs> we're already getting personal. See, I, that's the hate. The hate I, is just not rational. I'll interview Matt Eberflus after he gets fired on this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to kick and him I, off the podcast. He get fired twice. Well, Fucking garbage coach. Seems like we know G's priorities. <laughs> well, Sorry, guys. In terms of sits right now, I have um I know we just talked about running backs and you know what you should do with them. And we all said to pick up Jerome Ford, he's probably gonna be a huge rest of season starter. But guess what? Uh you're gonna sit him against the Titans this week. And I know that's gonna be disappointing because you're gonna be like, Matt, I don't have any other options. I have Saquon and I have Najee. I am screwed. Right? Like, what am I going to do? I can't not start Jerome Ford. Well, if you do, then I'm sorry. You should start him. But I really don't think he's going to really show out this week. It's a really tough Titans defense. They shut down uh, a mixture of Jamal Williams and whoever else with the Saints. And then they shut down Josh Kelly, who was another very nice handcuff this week. He was a very big pickup. And guess what happened? He really got nothing on the ground. Because the Titans are really like that. They're really good against the run. They're really bad against the pass. Like, that's literally always been their defense under Mike Vrabel. It's continuing to shape up to be the exact same situation here. I don't think you should expect much from Jerome Ford this week. Because, you know, I'm not saying you can't. You have to probably start him because you're desperate. We just went over this. It's a, it's a running back wasteland. But, you know, this week may not be the week for him. Yeah, that's a that's a good take. Um, even though I love picking up Trump Ford in all my leagues, it might not be the week to start him. But even then, I still believe that he gives you a safe four because they just run the ball so much, you know. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and uh, my uh, well, I have two sits. I feel like one we've already touched up on, you know, Najee. Um, you know, G made a really good point. Earlier, you know, they have two uh, good matchups coming up. 
which um you know if you're two and oh i feel like i would give naji another chance but if you're if you need to win this week you don't want to go oh and two i definitely sit him um i personally i'm gonna sit him i don't i've lost faith in, in faith in him and then my other uh sit for the week is uh james connor i mean he plays the dallas defense that defense has been crazy this year so far and honestly i don't i don't think he'll he'll do much against that especially with Dobbs that quarterback and the cardinals just suck but those are my sits for running back yeah dallas is a tough defense i don't think saquon didn't do well against them Brees hall and dalvin cook didn't show up against them and you could just easily just just stack the box because you don't really fear Joshua Dobbs, who apparently put up like a top ten quarterback week for fantasy. If you're interested in that, <laughs> but yeah, you know. go pick him up and start him. Lovely. Did he really? Yeah, he. Well, I know he outscored Justin Fields. <laughs> he had a twenty-five does. yard rushing touchdown too. Yeah, Justin Fields only had like six, <laughs> six yard rushing touchdown. I mean, I'm going to piggyback off Nando for my pick, too. Like, you said Connor versus Dallas. I'm going to go Hollywood versus Dallas for my receivers sit. I mean, I don't know if I need to explain what they have in the DB position. I mean, if you listen to our podcast, you know we've been high on the Cowboys defense this year. Gilmore, Trayvon. Dude, I'm not worried about Hollywood. Damn. Stashing him at the furthest spot away from my bench. Like, all the way down. Man. I've got to ask this earlier, but I mean, what do you guys do when you have a disappointing player? Like I have Najee Harris right now. I'm putting him as my starting running back, but I'm still starting him because I have to, but I have him in the flex because I, I just wanted to demote him. Like the feeling he has to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. To get the RB one spot back or something. I, I like that, bro. Give your players exactly. some extra motivation. You got to motivate your players. Yeah, I mean, that's what coaches do. You're a GM, so <sighs> he's got to get it together, man. He's got to get it together. He's got to earn the spot. That's how I felt when I gave George Pickens the flex spot, and then he went off on me. Like, <laughs> hey, you earned that shit, bro. <laughs> back into this, back into the actual wide receiver slot for you. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <sighs> so uh, I put one name here, but it it honestly could have been the entire offense. I put Judy against Miami. I mean, uh, I feel like every time that I've started, uh, like, Broncos receivers, they just, like, historically have not performed for me. I feel like once in a while they have, like, you know, like a 20-point game here, you know, 15 here. You know, I think most that we saw last year was, like, 10 to 15 range for Judy. Um, But I just don't like the matchup against Miami. Um, I don't trust Russell Wilson. I don't think he's good. He's not. Um, yeah, I think he's. I just wouldn't start any. I don't trust the Denver offense at all. Yeah, it's hard to trust him. They're so ass. Except the Mims guy went off. I don't know if because he cut. Pretty sure that was because of the Hail Mary as well. Yep. No, no, that was someone <laughs> else. That was someone else. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, he, yeah. he only had like one or two receptions. I don't know how the hell he got 100 yards, to be honest. He caught two streaks. Mm. Two Russell Wilson yeah. moon balls. But I see, it, again, it felt kind of cool to see Russell Wilson complete one of those again. Fairness. I think it's a very, like, you just got to get lucky and he throws it at that point. You know, who streaks? You know, it could be. There was Mims yeah. last week. It can be Judy uh, this week, but it's not, like, Mike a week. consistent thing. Yeah. Yeah, he had that's definitely two, true. Two receptions for 113 yards. Average 56 yards per catch. Yes. It's not bad. Sustainable. It's Sustainable. <laughs> both mm-hmm. of them were, wait, were they both touched? No. One was a touchdown, one wasn't. 19 points, half PPR. Damn. If you called that, wait, you're an expert. Have uh, the Dolphins allowed a touchdown to a receiver? I know they allowed one to Hunter Henry, but I mean, that's it. That's all I Did remember. Did the Chargers drop a bunch of points? I guess those were all rushing touchdowns and shit, right? And I think they? a Gerald Everett touchdown. I, I remember a yeah. Gerald Everett touchdown, but I don't remember 
if there was another. Yeah, it had to be. I don't think I don't think they've allowed a like a, a wide receiver touchdown so far. Hmm. Yeah. You may be onto something here. Yeah, that's a good that's a way, way to way to dig deep, Nando, find that out, man. We really appreciate yeah, that around so, here. Yeah, basically basically just you know, just sit at any Bronco player every week, honestly. Now every single Broncos receiver is gonna score. <laughs> that's how it works um, around here. Kind of crazy. For the last that I have for this week, I have a tight end, and we just mentioned him just like ten seconds ago. Hunter Henry against the Jets. He got kind of fluky, I would say. I mean, he's been consistent with his like five to six catches, fifty to sixty-nine yards. He won't get less than that, but you know, I just think against the Jets defense and their fucking pass rush is going to be all hell loose on Patriots O line. It's not going to give much time for Mac to throw, so you can see some pure, pure volume off just the receptions alone, off checkdowns, which Mac is just insane at doing. He just throws the ball so fucking short. It just doesn't make any <laughs> sense. You know what I mean? Like it's just so check down left, short. check down straight, check down right, back, check down middle, and it's like, oh my god, dude! It's like, it's just, it's just not sustainable. Like to play football like that. And I feel like when it doesn't work out is what happened last year with Mac and he got benched. But, you know, not here or there. For this week, Henry, he's been playing good. He's actually the tight end too this so far this season. But uh, I'm benching him. Somewhere in the Philippines, Gav just woke up and cursed your name. Yeah, the Steelers. <laughs> and I just checked it, Nando, you were right. There has not been a single touchdown allowed by the Dolphins to a receiver this year. It's only even tight ends, which is weird. I, I guess you should start all tight ends versus Miami. All right. But my tight end sit of the week is going to be Darren Waller versus the 49ers. Hey, everyone got a homer pick. I got a homer pick. And, you know, I don't know if you should really be starting Darren Waller anymore. I don't even know why you drafted him. I wouldn't have told you to draft him. But, you know, he is uh, admittedly not great. And he's going to go up against the Niners defense. That's really tough. Fred Warner is going to be lurking around that corner. And uh, they're probably going to lay the boom on him, honestly. Either Warner or Hufanga, they're both going to just try to you know, take him out, be physical with him. And, you know, I think Waller is going to, and honestly, the whole Giants offense, I wouldn't put a lot of faith in them, especially with Saquon out. Now the Niners can really just go after them. Yeah, I don't like this matchup at all for the Giants. And... I don't think you should start Darren Waller against probably the best defense in the NFL right now. And I say that as a no, homer, and I don't, no, I don't even think defense. I'm a homer. Look, look, you guys can score I'm touchdowns, that's fine. But, you know, we can we just shut down offenses. Yeah, 100% agree. I was first originally going to pick Waller, too. <laughs> and no Saquon doesn't help. I feel like when you have no Saquon out there, your focus on let's look at they take out the next best thing they have right boom top of the list is Darren Waller and then there's a dramatic drop off you know in terms of who you have to stop after that and I feel like that just makes it so much easier to plan to stop Waller right exactly yep and those are our starts and sits this week I mean we're going 100% this week 100% for sure I mean Gav's out of the picture I think you know we could finally you know the dead weights off dead weight. us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you guys didn't realize, but obviously we have like our sheet and stuff. Um, all of the wrong pips, picks we were talking about last week, the half from Gav. So we took Gav out, put Nando in. Nando said he had all the right picks. So now we got 100% locked in. So Exactly. We're locked in. Thanks, Gav. Gav only got the, Gav got the Josh Jacobs pick. Allowed us no, to no. take out that one dude. But, you know, no credit, everything no else. Credit, no credit. Yeah. We took credit. Josh Jacobs only got like nine points, though. He didn't get it right. He got it. I would say he oh, got it right. I'll sit, give Gav the sit, win. Sit. I'll give. Yeah, yeah. I was looking sit. at the. It's because you have a green, but I forgot that. Uh, it was green, green is green is correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we're gonna take full credit for that. We're going a hundred percent here. You want to add us? You can add us if you want, but you know we're gonna just be right back on you if we're right. And we're going to disappear if we're wrong. So that's it. All right. Well, before we end today's podcast, uh, we want to give a special shout out to Zencaster for allowing us to do this. 
every time. You know, Zencaster is just the ultimate kind of recording service for podcasts. We love it. You know, we wish we could just record everything we've ever done on Zencaster because it would probably come out really smoothly, right? It's probably just like the best, you know, service you can get in terms of podcasting. And, you know, I'll prove it to you guys. I want you guys to use this so much that we actually have a referral code with Zencaster. You just go to Zencaster.com slash pricing. Use our referral code, Sports Council. That's S-P-O-R-T-S-C-O-U-N-S-E-L. And you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. And again, it's just super easy to use. Everyone's using it. Nando's using it. You know, G's using it. We're all using it. You should use it. Best way to tell us about your takes as well so we can listen to you and listen to the podcast you want to do. Exactly. I'm sure Gav's like preventing, like creating a new podcast. He, he was kicked out. More bad so takes to, out in the yeah. universe. <laughs> exactly. He's using his own, uh, he's using our promo code to promote a new different. Uh, his, his new, uh, his show that he's making instead of first take, it's bad take. Exactly. So, you know, get on it. That's going to do it for our show. Be sure to follow us on, you know, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. We're everywhere nowadays. Uh, be sure to also find us on Twitter, Sports Council. That's, uh, yeah, we're Sports Council on Twitter. We're Sports underscore Council on Instagram. We're also Sports underscore Council on Threads. Get on Threads. And, um, you know, just uh, we're going to post our full list of starts and sits probably on Twitter and Threads. So be uh, tuned in for that. And you can ask us anything you want. Any fantasy football-related lineup questions, we are always here to answer them. Literally, every time you ask a question, I send it over to our chat. And, you know, all of us have our input, our advice on it. So you're getting the advice from not only just one guy. You're getting it from five experts who have never been wrong about anything. Experts. Yeah, who use the best podcasting service in the world. So get on it. We're helping you win. We're going to get you through this fantasy football graveyard of running backs and whatnot. We're here for you. All right. That's going to do it. Anything else, guys? Another week for a Steelers win. Let's get it. Fuck the Raiders. I don't know how you guys keep getting primetime games. Bro, uh, bro, this, you know, okay, completely random, but before we leave, fun fact with G for episode 112. Um, the Steelers Raiders game was the most expensive game this season. Why? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> People just waste their money on dumb shit. Bro, you're a Panthers fan. <laughs> Your whole organization is a waste of money. Yeah, but look, if you go to a Panthers game, you at least get to watch Bryce Young. He has hype. He's who ass. Wants to watch, who wants to watch Jimmy G? And I don't watch a little kid get beat it. up. A little kid get slow, beat up out there. Fucking slow motion Najee running out there. We have a win, bro. When are you guys gonna win? You don't even have your first round pick. What are you guys tanking for? We're getting Caleb Williams. All right. Anyways, with that, I'll do it. That's all for us today. Thanks, guys.